Now you can take Cash Cam Podcast everywhere you go. Never miss an interview. Listen in your car, listen while you're at work, or just listening when you're exercising. Go ahead and follow Cash Cam Podcast. Now I'm available on all major platforms. Cash Cam. Yo, 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 yo. This your boy Chris Cash, a.k.a. I'm Elgin, a.k.a. Man of Many Talents, a.k.a. Last Supper, Donya Breed, and you're listening to the, you know, the world's most hottest podcast on the planet. This is Cash Talks. There's no talks like Cash Talks, man. Um, Listen, man, got a very um dope um show today. Very excited to have my guest taking his time out, his busy, busy, busy schedule to be annoyed by me. This is his second time being on Cash Cam Podcast. This guy is, um, to me, holds a very important uh, role and position into, you know, when we speak of Colin Kaepernick and the whole kneeling situation and what what, what we're dealing with right now with the NFL protest to George Floyd protest. Um, I have a guest on a day that is behind. It's the one that convinced Colin Kaepernick, hey, maybe you should take a knee. Instead of, you know, sitting down. Very, very um, excited to have my guest calling in. But before I let him introduce um, himself, I just want to say thank each and every one of you guys that support the podcast. Go to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts to follow um, Cash Count Podcast. On Facebook, it's Cash Count Podcast. Please like and follow as well. Without further ado, enough talking. Nobody want to listen to me. My kids don't want to listen to me. My friends don't want to listen to me. My wife don't want to listen to me. Okay. Hey, without further ado, my brother. Can you introduce to the world who you be? Yeah, thanks, Chris. It's good to be on, brother. Uh, my name is Nate Boyer. I was in uh, I was in the army for about ten years. I uh, played college football at the University of Texas, and then very, very briefly with the Seattle Seahawks. Just literally played in one game at the age of thirty-four, and then a year after that was when uh, was when Collins started sitting on the bench uh, in protest of uh, police brutality social inequality, racial, uh, sorry, social injustice, racial inequality. And, uh, and, you know, back at that time, I wrote an open letter just sort of explaining my experiences in the military, why I feel the way that I feel, but also saying, hey, look, I don't know what it's like to be you, you know, and I, I respect uh, your rights and freedoms to do what you're doing. And uh, he actually reached out to me, he called me, and he wanted to meet. And so we met before the next preseason game. And, you know, just talked about stuff, like shared our life experiences. And at the end of the, at the, end of the conversation, <clears throat> he asked me if I thought there was another way he could protest or demonstrate that wouldn't offend people like me in the military. And I said, well, I don't speak for the military. And, you know, the answer is no. Like, no matter what you're going to do, some people will be offended. But if you're asking me personally, uh, I think being alongside your teammates would be a, a, a good sign. Uh, I think that's sort of a, a you know showing that you're willing to to listen to other people and be you know shoulder to shoulder with people that maybe have some different opinions than you um and if you're committed to not standing i think kneeling is a more powerful option that shows uh, you know maybe a little bit more respect uh, uh and reverence to like those that fought for uh the freedoms that you feel aren't representative of everybody in the country and he agreed and started kneeling that night and uh, that's where the kneeling, uh, kneeling versus sitting when it comes to the protest itself or the, the, uh, 
the gesture of that protest uh, came from. Well, no doubt, and thank you for explaining uh, explaining that, man. Um, um, you know, and and do you feel, man? Let me just kick it off before I, I just have a few questions for you. I know you're very busy, man. Um, do you feel that? And I know last time I spoke to you, uh, here on Cash Cam, I know you was you very humble, and you was like, "Look, this ain't about me." But do you feel that you get enough credit for um, being the voice in Colin ear to say, look, man, hey, maybe you should take a need that's a little bit more respectful? Because um, a lot of people do know of you, you know, through your media interviews and things like that. But uh, it's still a, a lot of people, at least I know in my in the black community that I know, it's all about Colin, 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 but not too many people know of Nate Boyle, um, know that you was, you know, that a white guy. Uh, a white a white man is the one that you know talked to Colin, and this is the reason why we he, all this kneeling is a big thing now. Do you feel like you get your just due? Yeah, no, I mean it's so. I don't I don't care about the, the personal credit, man. I, I think more people need to need to understand the story, though. Like you just mentioned, like where it came from. That it came from a conversation of two people that you know look very different, believe some things similarly, but also believe in some things differently don't necessarily agree on everything, but at the same time, like we can have a civil conversation we can listen to each other and understand, okay, I feel you. Like I understand where you're coming from on that and why you feel that way. That makes sense. You know, cause, cause he felt that way about me too. There was a lot I was trying to learn and understand and uh, relate to about his experience that I'll, I'll never be able to fully, I mean, I, I'm never going to be able to fully relate to what it's like to be, you know, a black man in America, but also like he's never going to fully understand, um, how I feel when, you know, the anthem is played or when, like, I see, you know, that, that American flag because I've carried coffins that were that had my best friend in it that was draped in an American flag. And, like, it's got a special – to me, it's not just a piece of cloth. It's got a very special meaning. And he got that. Not only did he get that, he respected it and said, you know what, that's, like, that's real. Like, I, I, you know, I, I, uh, I feel you on that. So, like, all right, what else can I do then? Can I, is there a different way I can do this? so that I don't hurt you because I don't want to hurt you because this isn't about the military. So that was like, that's the important part of the story that I think it's not, not, not so much about me getting credit, but just people understanding that Colin was willing to adjust a little bit. And he was willing to like, not only listen, but you know what, maybe take some advice and be like, okay, well, I'm willing to do something different. You know, I don't think it'll, I don't think it'll be, uh, it'll like minimize my message if I do this and I still want to count. I, I want your feelings to count and I want you to feel like, you know, you could be a part of this too or whatever. So I think that's the important part of it that does get kind of lost. Uh, but it's all good, like, as far as the personal credit, man, I, 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 uh, I don't care. I, just think, I, think, I think a lot of times people don't give Colin enough credit for being open-minded, you know what I mean, for him being right. willing uh, to, to maybe give a, give a little bit. And I think that's important. I think we all need to be better about that, you know? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Wow. No doubt. And, and, and just because... Um, you, we might not. It's okay to disagree. You know, it's okay to have different opinions. And I, I you know, I, I definitely feel that. Um, on a personal basis as well, man. Um, wow. Now, did you be honest with your boy Chris Cass? Okay, did you? Okay, you know what's going on. You know what's going on right now. You know, with the George Floyd, you know, death and the protests and the rioting. It seemed like kneeling. Like this, this. Did you? Did you know that? You talking to Colin, you know, to, to try to get him, hey, man, take a knee, would take on a whole life of his own? Because during this George Floyd, you know, situation and the protesting and the rioting, you have, you know, this cop that kneeled on the back of his, 
neck, Rich Spark, it put Colin Kaepernick back into the spotlight because, um, you know, you had the Democrats taking a knee uh, in, 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 you know, um, on the Capitol. And, you know, it's like now this kneeling thing has become some somewhat of a, of, of a symbol of, of protesting, of fighting for, for, for you know, um, for, you know, for fair justice. Um, did you know that this kneeling thing will, will be so important to the to the um, minorities and black black people and, you know, in our fight to get um, justice and um, treated fairly? And what is your thoughts on the whole Joy Floyd and this whole protest and, and things like that? Yeah, you know, I, I, I had no idea it would take on this sort of life. But, you know, I didn't invent kneeling either. <laughs> it, it's, it's been uh, not only a respectful gesture throughout our history, but, like, it's been used as protest before by people like, uh, like Dr. King. I mean, Martin Luther King and a lot of, uh, you know, the people that were a part of that movement during the Civil Rights uh, era, that was, you know, they commonly took a knee, you know, as a moment, in a moment to reflect on something or uh, to say a prayer or in silent protests. So, like, you know, I think it's just sort of, it's sort of like, uh, what's the word? Kind of bringing that back up, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I can't think of the word right now, but it's like, it's a kind of refreshing uh, that gesture as, as, like, something that was, it was powerful then. It's been powerful throughout uh, human existence in a lot of ways. I mean, people take a need to pray, to propose to their wives, in football, when someone's hurt on the field, they take a knee out of respect. Even in, like, you know, uh, you see that with, like, a royal family, um, you know, in, in uh, through, through hundreds of years of history, thousands of years, you know, like, when you're knighted, you take a knee. Uh, you take a knee out of, you know, out of respect and showing reverence to something, too. So, like, it's, uh, it's a powerful gesture. But, I, yeah, I had no idea it would, it would develop into to anything at this level. And, uh, but I think it's cool. I think it's cool to see law enforcement officers, you know, saying like alongside protesters saying, look, I, I'm, I'm, well, I'm with you. I want to, I want to make things better too. I want to fix what's wrong with our police departments because I'm not one of those people. I wouldn't do what those, what that individual did. And I don't want to stand by that and just, you know, be okay with it and say, well, I'm not doing it. So I'm not, it, it's all good. Like if one person is doing it, I'm a part of that organization. I want to fix it, you know. So I, I think that that's cool to to see uh, that kneeling uh, sort of take on that life and be be seen as a unifying gesture now, where it was always seen as sort of since 2016, since Colin started, it's been such a divisive topic. Now it's kind of a symbol of unity. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. And and uh, that's like I said, like I, to follow up to my follow my follow up question with you, because you know, like to to know that. Hey man, you you played a part in, and like you said, you didn't invent kneeling, but you you, you totally reinvented it. You re you it's like a re you know what I'm saying you refreshing it up and and to be you know one of the pre yeah there you go brother look I'm trying to help you with the word and I'm getting mixed up <laughs> oh man so but no but no no I appreciate you more bro man um but you know so no that that is I, this is why I had to get you on the cash cam because. Let so many people out there that may not be um, familiar with Nate Bowles and who you are to say, hey, man, this guy, you know, because right now we in the middle of look like uh, I, I don't like using this, but it's like we in the middle of a racial divide. Um, you have now it seems like the race card has been pulled by the power to be. And now it seems like it's the right versus black you know you got black people saying hey what our rights and we feel like we we don't get heard and think the system's not fair 
then you got a lot of right saying Ray, hold up we not we not racist we can't help what people have done um but let's all all lives matter then you got the black people saying black lives matter bro what do, what is your take on that whole ordeal is you black lives matter if you all lives matter if you white lives matters let me know i mean and, and that's something that's important to, to understand you know people that people that uh, you know the organization the movement they're not saying only black lives matter that's very specific there's a reason they don't say that they're saying Black Lives Matter right now in a way that we, we haven't looked at, we haven't acknowledged, you know what I mean? It's not, we're not saying all lives don't matter, all other lives don't matter. They're not saying that. But they're saying right now, you know, this is, the, uh, you know, this is, the, this is what, what needs to be focused on. We need to give it its due, its due attention. And, you know, somebody, there was a comedian, I think Michael Shea, I think is his name, that was talking about it, you know, during 9-11, you know, when, when the towers fell, right? Mm -hmm. those were the focus that was like you know and if someone were to come out and say well, what are you talking about that like you know just those buildings all buildings matter you know what i mean <laughs> you'd be like well, wait a minute yeah i understand what you're saying i'm not saying these other buildings don't matter you know what i mean but right now we're talking about the twin towers because of what's going on because those buildings were you know attacked those buildings are on fire you know, people are dying in those buildings so, like, that was, like, and I messed up that joke, but, you know, he, he's a comedian, and that's what he said, and it's kind of a logical way, you know, to look at that and, and just think about it, because, you know, it doesn't mean, like, all the house. somebody else said this, like, all the houses on the, black, on the block matter, but if one of them's on fire, at that moment, that house is the point of emphasis. So, right mm -hmm. now, we need to, like, focus on that house, you know what I'm saying? It's not that the yeah. other houses don't matter. We don't want the other houses to catch fire either, you know what I mean? But right. at, this, at this moment, the one that's on fire needs the attention. It needs the care. So we need to, like, attack that. And that's what, and that's what that, that's all about. So I'm not saying, I, I, you know, I, I, yes, all lives matter. Of course all lives matter. Of course. You know, like, that's, that's silly. But what Black Lives Matter is saying is not saying only Black Lives Matter and everybody else is dumb. That's not what it's about. And, like, that's, that's where people get it twisted. Right. And now, now, now and I agree with you on that. Um, me being a black man now... Um, do you feel that because you get some people that say, okay, I, 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 I agree that, you know, in, black people do get treated is some, the system is not, um, a hundred percent fair and this and that. And I do feel them, but do you think maybe other cultures and other races maybe take the tone of when people say black lives matter in a wrong way, maybe the tone, because I think what I see is a lot of like people that's not black. They, I seen like a lot of people. You could feel like they do want to support, but maybe they feel like, man, whatever I do is not good enough. You know, because um, some people I hear say, "Well, you ain't black, you don't know how I feel," or they black lives matter, so that it makes other cultures go, "Well, my life matter too," or white lives, or you know, masculine lives matter too. Do you feel like maybe it's the tone how we delivering it, or do you think it's just a you know people just need to understand that look. This is what they're talking about when they say Black Lives Matter. It's just to stay on the message and keep saying, keep keep talking about why. Why, why are you saying that Black Lives Matter? What's what's going on? What's been uh, what's been what's been done incorrectly over history? What's still lingering from um, you know from slavery uh, from even before that? Like why uh, you know people of color were brought here initially, and then of course like slavery was abolished. That's great. But, like, there's still lingering effects. Of course, we had the civil rights movement. That's great. Trust me, like, I know things are different. Things have moved forward. Like, we have, 
you know, a better sense um, of, of unity or whatever, but there's still inequality. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we don't have right. legal segregation necessary anymore, but it doesn't, mean, it doesn't mean segregation doesn't exist. Segregation still exists in a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, so like that, that, that's really it. So I think it's the message just stays on point. You know, a lot of people are just not used to that. And they're, you know, it could be, it could scare people when someone's angry and in their face and like, I'm not going to just be okay with this anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to shout from the rooftops and I'm going to march in the streets and I'm going to raise my fist and I'm going to do these things. Like that makes people uncomfortable and nervous, but you know what? That's the intent. That's the intent of the protest. That's the intent of uh, speaking out and if you don't make people uncomfortable sometimes they just won't listen they won't hear it so like i get it and i understand i understand some people that just aren't accustomed to it um that that can they can scare them or whatever but it's just like okay well i mean it's all right to be a little bit nervous by it a little bit scared by it but listen that's the most important thing listen as to why you know because when you have these conversations one-on-one with people and you ask them questions like all right i see what you're wearing i see why that you're marching i see that you're upset but, like, from my perspective, you know, I, I don't quite understand why. Can you explain to me what, you know, what exactly? Because I haven't heard, for whatever reason, they're not either doing the research or they're not looking past the, uh, the, you know, the protest itself. And when those people are able to explain it on a very basic level, human level, almost everybody I've come across is just like, okay, that makes sense. Like, they may not necessarily agree with the tactics. They may not necessarily agree with all the stats and information or whatever you want to call it. But they do agree. Uh, I would say almost everybody agrees, like, we should live in a, in a country with true equality. And we shouldn't have, we shouldn't live in a place where, um, you know, certain people are potentially targeted by law enforcement uh, because of the color of their skin. And we shouldn't live in a, in a country where we protect uh, wrongdoers that wear the badge. If they're supposed to be serving and protecting us, we can't be protecting them when uh, when they're when they're doing wrong. You know what I mean? When they're when they're taking somebody's life that that isn't a uh, a threat to their own life. So anyway, like that's I think that's uh, that's important to you know to acknowledge. Well, well said, man. And I got my timer here. Like I said, I know you're a very busy man, and I know everybody listening to Cash Cam podcast um i got like one or two questions left if you don't mind that you can hang up on me and i don't care yeah. you know so i just i don't want to disrespect yeah. you um i know I'm you bit- uh, well, well you're a bit i knew it's something i like about you because tell other people my, my wife and other people they nobody want to hear me brother okay but listen um what i wanted to ask you um you kneeling right now I, I, this is an impactful it's a, it's a kind of compound question but Okay, you went to Colin, you wrote him in a, a magazine and Colin and, and you opened letter and you were like, look, I want to talk to you. Um, you convinced him not to sit and then you, you asked him, well, maybe you should, wait, what about taking a knee? What, what, what's the difference those that's listening in that don't understand your thinking and say, but what's the difference with Colin just sitting down, okay, and kneeling? You know, and what is the difference from, and then also, how do you feel or take that in consideration to the people that is peaceful protesting and those out there that feel like rioting and looting is the way to go? Other words, you know, you got some people who really believe rioting is the way to get their attention and this is how you got to go. Then you got some people who believe protesting, 
or you got some people who probably believe that sitting is the same thing as as kneeling. I hope you get my what I'm trying to say. Personally, like I I, I can't I can't condone um lo- I can never condone the looting. Man, taking from somebody else, stealing from somebody else does not bring anything back or any person back, right? You're destroying somebody else. You, you, you're harming somebody else. You're destroying somebody else. And people are you well. They're insured. Not everybody that's in, that's been looted is insured. Some of these people's lives are, are destroyed because of that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's a, that's a lot of They're trying to feed their family, and they're not all white. <laughs> they're all right. colored. Right. And that's, that's just that's that's not that's not fair. And, and when it comes to like the, you know, the rioting in the sense of like destroying buildings and burning stuff and all that. Like I, I'm a little bit in the same boat as that. I understand the attention it garners, no doubt. Like when we saw that Wendy's burn on TV. Uh, last night, it obviously like gets it gets headlines, it gets attention, we get it raises you know um, more awareness to the situation. But like you know, to me, it's like it, you know, at the risk of potentially uh, harming somebody else. If somebody else were to get hurt, somebody else would were to die for that. Um, it's not to me. It's that's that, that's just not justified. But that's me, you know, and that's my opinion. And uh, p- people disagree. People disagree. So. It, there's, it's hard to draw the line. Like, what is the line? I don't know. I don't know. But, like, I, I, I don't want to see anybody potentially physically harmed or anybody, anybody's lives to destroy, any, anybody, any more innocent lives destroyed um, in the name of, you know, of George Floyd or whoever, because I have a feeling that those individuals would not want anybody's lives to be destroyed. Even George's family, um, his brothers are saying, like, look, you know the people that are doing this, that are that are looting, that are looting, that are destroying. You know, you're taking away from what George's legacy is all about because that's not the type of man he was. Like they said, he said that. You know what I mean? And in so many words, he didn't use that that phrase, but like that's important to to acknowledge. You know what I mean? Like what is what is what's yeah. the purpose of this? You know, so yeah. so that's uh, that's a, that's a tough one. But I you know, but but I have to every peaceful protest, especially seeing the hordes and hordes of people, man. Like in Philadelphia, those aerial shots I saw, you, you know, I don't know how many people, but it's tens of thousands of people marching in, you know, in, in, in downtown to the Capitol. And it was just like crazy. I mean, that's the original nation's capital, Philadelphia. And so it was really powerful to see those images. That, that was probably about a week ago or so. Um, incredible, incredible stuff. Yeah, man, hearing you say that, because I'm on I'm on agreement with you. I don't, I think it's other ways, like uh, sign of petitions, Boycotting, um, going to your city um, hall, city council meetings. I believe I, I'm on that, but I, I've been called every name in the book by some people who say, "Well, this is the only way." And I'm like, you know, "Well, a lot of times we hurt ourselves because a lot of things we burn it down and things like that is the community. You know, I mean, the things we need. Well, how Grandma Rose gonna get her insulin? You know what I mean? Tomorrow, you know, we're not thinking about that. And and my and my and my uncle um, John um, Crawford Jr. Uh, he died at February 2nd, rest in peace, uncle, at 80. But he, Martin Luther King, he's a powerful activist in Chicago. He was a powerful activist in Chicago. And Dr. King called my uncle personally in the 66th March in Chicago to um for him and his organization to protect him, to be his security. So my uncle have fought along with Martin Luther, you know, Obama, Jesse Jackson, all these people. And I just know he they always took on a role of peaceful. You know, you, you saw old close to Martin Luther King getting spit on and, and you know, and, and a whole bunch of other things. And he still was in the name of peace. You know, do this the right way is other ways to do it. So I just wish, you know, uh, you know, like you say, it's a toughy thing, you know, because I, I get it on one hand. I, I understand. 
but doesn't mean it's it's the right way to go. If you won't change, if you want the laws to change, okay, like burn it down, Rendy ain't gonna change no law. You ain't just gonna be able, your kids gonna be mad at you because ain't gonna be able to get no burger and fries, okay? All right, now, um, now, all right, hit. That, that's just two more questions. I'm done. NFL, real fast. Um, um, the the um commissioner came out and he they, he admitted. That hey, maybe I was wrong in how I handled the protest with calling, you know, kneeling uh, at the national anthem. He came out and said that basically, you know, I'm sorry that I, I handled it wrong. What's your thoughts on that? I agree. I'm glad that he did that. And uh, you know, I was proud to see uh, I was proud to see him step up and and do that and and, and not just say, hey, we stand with um, you know, those involved in the Black Lives Matter movement. He didn't just say that. He said, we handled things poorly. We made a mistake. We were wrong. And, uh, you know, they got to, and then now it's a commitment to fixing that. So it'll, you know, it'll be, uh, the actions that follow, uh, that speak to that. That's more important than any protest and any statement is the follow up is the follow through is those actions like what's happening. And that, that goes for people that are protesting, demonstrating as well, whether it's players or individuals in the streets or whatever, even rioters and all that. You're doing that, you know, you better have some follow-up that will uh, enact real change and get involved, like you said, um, to changing those, changing laws, changing registers, and not just, not just being angry, not just shaking a fist and telling somebody else to fix it. You got to, we got to all be a part of fixing that. We all have a responsibility to that. We all do. do and do you feel that his, um, uh, he was um, sincere? Do you feel the commissioner of the NFL was sincere? I know Roger Goodell, and I do feel he was sincere. And, uh... You know, it's a it's a tough job, man. Like the the uh, what, what what he does, what the league does, man. It's very nuanced. Obviously, there's a ton of sponsors. It's all the, the biggest issue right now in the league that they got to fix is they got 32 white owners. There's zero diversity in ownership of their teams. That's got to change. That's got to change. They're making a commitment for more diversity at the organizational level, the team level, coaching, uh, the league itself. Um, we'll probably, you know, after Goodell, we probably should have a black commissioner. That would make sense. Um, but beyond that, like the ownership, man, we got zero, zero. We got 32 white owners in the league. And, and like, that's just, <laughs> that's not representative of uh, the times we're living in, in the country and the game itself. I mean, look at the field. The field is, you know, I would, I, I don't know the numbers. I think there's more black people than white people uh, in the NFL. I would guess, even if it's not, even if that's not correct, it's very close. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, to have it to have everybody you know everybody look a certain way, and that goes for Hollywood too, man. You look at the executives, the corporate executive structure; it is extremely white, and that and it's all those corporations that say they're committed, like Disney and whoever, they're committed to diversity and inclusion, blah blah blah. Okay, but you're not committed to it at the executive level, at the top. That's everybody's white up there. So like, right. you tell me, just because what you show on screen is diverse and all this stuff, like, great, that doesn't just check a box. Like it's, it's, it's gotta be internal too. It can't just be what you show on the outside. That's like, that's like, yeah, it, it, you get it, man. You understand what I'm saying. I, I totally get it, man. I totally get it. We got to, we got to, we, we, we got to cringe across the board. Uh, this country, we got to change in that way across the board. I mean, look at the presidential election coming up, bro. I don't care who you're for. We got two old ass white men, old ass <laughs> white men. They don't really, they don't connect to this generation, man. They don't know. You know, I mean, Donald Trump's Donald Trump. You know, he's out there. He's doing his whatever. He's, you know, he's been a, he's been wealthy for his whole life. And then you got Joe Biden, who, you know, I mean, he's seventy-seven year old white dude that's been in politics since at least the eighties. Right. Like, what is you know how is he how is he really in touch 
with what's going on right now. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's, that's a tough one for me to say, but like, that's, that's just another example, another representation of like, uh, you know, where we're, where we're stuck, man, where we're struggling. And that's both parties. That's not just a Republican thing or conservative thing. You know, it's a, Nick, it's a white. Nate, I get, I get, I get knocked all the time, bro. For cause now I know you might not like it. Right. And I know a lot of people, I don't, I can't speak for you, but I'm right now where I am in my life, 36 years old, I'm team no vote. And the only reason why I say I'm team no vote, I know what my ancestors did, but I always say, hey, back in the day, they used to ride to work in a, on a horse. Now you take a Herbert, things change. So right now I'm looking like you just said, these two people is out of touch with what's going on. You know, they, they, and they, you know, what Trump 74 today and, 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 and Biden is uh, probably right by them and they out of touch. So my whole thing is, <laughs> oh, wow, wow. So you know what I mean? I'm real few. And my whole thing is, wait a minute. We've tried voting for all these years. What would it hurt if we tried one year of not voting and see if they listen to us? I mean, it, it might be not be a popular opinion, but I'm just saying, we why not try that? Or you know, I know we got the independent route, but I, some gotta change. So do you do you feel like we should change the whole how voting works? You should change the whole system. So that's not gonna happen anytime soon. That's not an easy thing. But that's the that's the biggest problem to me is we got these two parties. We talk about everything being divisive in our country and binary, like it's like one or the other. Well, look at the look at our look at the, look at our democracy. I mean, look at our look at our government. It's 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 red versus blue. It's left versus right. It's Republican versus Democrat. That doesn't breed individuality and free thought. You know what I mean? That just is like, oh, you got to associate with all these things from this side or this side, one or the other. Yeah, it's like yep. that's just that's why we're stuck. That's one of the main reasons we're stuck, man. But that's that's my you know, that's how I feel about it. And I don't know how to change that, though. I don't have an answer. <laughs> I wish I did. Man, listen. No, no doubt, man. You did good enough in the 15 minutes being up five, seven minutes ago. So I don't want you to ever, never, ever want to come on cash cam again. Like, hey, man, you didn't honor. Listen, bro. Hey, do you feel that the NFL, um, Jerry, Gerald Fitzgerald came on, did an interview the other day, and he just said that, you know, um, you know, we, we need more action, no, enough talking. He's he's from Minnesota, Minneapolis, so he's been taking parts in protesting and things like that with his 12-year-old son. Um, He said he don't know if he'll be taking the knee or kneeling come football season on uh, doing the national anthem. He'll he'll make that decision in August. Two-part question. Do you think players will start take a knee during the national anthem since you know current events what happened with George Floyd and this guy at Wendy's um, you know, got shot the other day? And and do do you think football will be returning? Yeah, I think football will be returning and absolutely there'll be There'll probably be more players protesting. I think Baker Mayfield said he was going to take a knee this year, right? So, like, uh, and that's a white dude, you know, and that's another quarterback. And so it'll be interesting to see for sure. Uh, I just I want people to understand that, like, this is important. You know, that, that standing, if I stand, which I choose to do, I stand with my hand on my heart and face a flag, that doesn't mean that I'm racist. And that does not mean that I'm not listening. And that does not mean that I don't care about Black Lives Matter. That does not mean that. And if I take a knee, it doesn't mean that I'm unpatriotic or I hate America or all these things. Like, we have to, that's got to be clear. That's got to be very clear from the players and from everybody. But that's not what that is. You know what I mean? That's an acknowledgement. That's an acknowledgement of the fact that I want to see this country do better. I love this country, but it needs to do better. 
and it needs to live up to the promises it's made. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. So, like, to, to, to compare to me, like, burning the flag and taking a knee are not synonymous. You know what I mean? And then there's some people out there that feel that way. And that's, that's, not, that's not synonymous to me. It's different. But, once again, that's just my opinion. All right, man. No doubt. Thank you. And can you tell everybody where they can stay up to date with you on your, you know, your um, support you, your website, your social sites, where all that good stuff. This is the time to tell everybody, bro. Boyer.com is my website. Uh, at, at Nate Boyer 37 is uh, social media. And then the uh, charity MVP, Merging Vets and Players, where we bring together combat vets and former professional athletes and help them find purpose when the uniform comes off. That website is vetsandplayers.org. And that's a charity I, I uh I co-founded with Jay Glazer, so that's that's where you can find me, brother. All right, man. And, and before we get out of here, anything anything you're working on? Anything you want the people to know? Any new books, movies, or you becoming? You know, said so you might travel to the moon tomorrow. I don't know. Uh, you know, if you get an opportunity, I host a show for NFL Network during the season, and hopefully, we'll get it to do it again this year. It's called Indivisible, and uh, we talk about many of the things that we discussed today, and uh, that's what the show is about. It's about highlighting what a lot of these players in the league are doing off the field, the work that they're doing in the community to make them better. And, uh, you know, so if you go to – if you just Google uh, Nate Boyer Indivisible or NFL Network Indivisible, all the, all, you can watch them all on YouTube. And it's like an Anthony Bourdain-style show where, you go, where I go to different NFL cities and learn about that place. And a lot of those, you know, it's very – he's very, you know, uh, black neighborhoods uh, in diverse uh, situations. And it's like this white man going in there just learning, trying to, you know, trying to understand in, in hopes that uh, people watching this will be able to learn uh, themselves with an open mind. Oh, man, listen, Nate, man, I just want to say thank you. I appreciate you again. Thank you for taking the time out so very busy, busy schedule. I know everybody trying to get a hold of you. And um, like I said, um, you got my support, and I hope we can do it again. Thank you again. You've always been good to me, bro. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, Chris. Thank you, man. Cash, Cam.